Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Danielle Perez. Danielle can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Diva Deluxe. Leave that second E out of the end of Deluxe. And she also co-produces a monthly comedy show called Gentrification. That's at Avenue 50 Studio in Highland Park. That's the last Friday of every month. They always have a great lineup, so definitely check that out. And this week, we talk about brunch and pimple popping videos. I hope you enjoy. Both things I'm way into. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start uh, with brunch. Because yeah. you're all about it. I love brunch. You have brunch. a bit about it. You brunch all the time. I see I see the pictures. That's <laughs> <laughs> a popular hashtag on my Instagram. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love to brunch. Uh-huh. I don't even know. Like, I 100% don't know how it started. But I do know that growing up for Mother's Day... What my dad and my uncle would do, and like, mind you, my mom and dad divorced when I was in kindergarten. Okay. So, but like, they remain like civil. Yeah, like I've seen like shows together. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I know it's like what they'll do for like the love of their ch- children mm-hmm. is kind of shocking to me because um, I know that I and my sister have like definitely put them through the ringer. Um, uh-huh. But um, so. My dad and uncle would essentially, like, make, like, a brunch mm-hmm. for my mom and my aunt and my grandma. So, you know, we'd do, like, bagels and lox and cream cheese and eggs and all of that. So I think that's where that kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just already instilled in you? It was, at a young age. Yeah. I think, like, as all good habits should be. Right? That's so cute that you guys were doing it, like, at home. Yeah. Were you also, like, going out to, to brunch with your family, too? Not, well, that... I started going out to brunch with friends in college, mm-hmm. but we would do brunch like at home. So mm-hmm. very like so the like locks and bagels and like even for Father's Day, my dad didn't really like to go out for Father's Day, so we just like he's like I'll cook. Yeah, and I was like okay, that's you're chill, pretty chill dad. He's yeah. like let me golf and then let me cook. I'll <laughs> cook for all of us on my day. Yeah, <laughs> I was like okay, that works. <laughs> Here's a mug with like a golfer on it. Uh-huh. So was was it always with the bagels and locks growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's because my parents grew up in New York. Like, oh, even though okay. they're from the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. they, uh, my dad came to the U.S. when he was nine and my mom, or my mom came when she was nine and my dad came when he was 14. Mm-hmm. So they grew up, you know, being exposed to like Jewish delis and yeah. bagels and all what, that. What, um, what borough, boroughs are they from? My dad's from the Bronx and my mom's from Queens. Oh, wow. So, you know. True New Yorkers. Very New York. <laughs> uh, do you go back there and visit? I, not as often as I'd like mm-hmm. to. When I was younger, I'd go more often because mm-hmm. most of my family's there. Like, okay. besides, like, my, uh, I guess, like, nuclear family, right, or immediate family, we're kind of like the only ones here in mm-hmm. California, and and my aunt, and my grandma. But my grandma moved out here when, like, I was born. Okay. So so basically, like all like the aunts and uncles, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them, because they're Dominicans. Yeah, so Latinos like, have a lot of <laughs> a lot of siblings, a lot of cousins. Yeah, they're all in New York and Florida. Uh-huh. Like it makes more sense for me to visit them in Florida and New York than LA for them yeah. to come to LA. Like I, like growing up, every summer I would go to Florida and okay. I'd be out there for like a month with my family. Do you have like your brunch spots in both New York and Florida? New York is tricky because. New York is so, like, 
it's changed so much. Mm-hmm. And so it went from having to have a lot of family time to then being able to like kind of go out with like more of my friends that live out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, so there's Manhattan, Lower East Side, and now everyone's in Brooklyn. And like that's the borough I've explored the least. Yeah. Because like my family, like my uncle's on the Upper West Side. I have family in the Bronx. My cousin JC was in Brooklyn, but he'd always come into Manhattan mm-hmm. to, like, see everyone else. Like, I have family on, like, way upper west side, like, Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I, New York is so... Every time I'm there, it's it's changed so much. Yeah. So I don't really have, like, a regular spot. Brunch is, like, the almost the last thing on your mind when you're going on the other. Kind of. Well, you know what? What I do is um, one of my really good friends... One of my best friends from San Francisco, and he was, like my main brunching partner in crime in SF. (laughs) He's, like, my first, like, friend from college. He lives in New York, and he works at Momofuku. Oh, my gosh. mm -hmm. I'm so jealous. So, basically, (laughs) uh, I'm, like, I'm coming to New York. Just tell me where we're eating. (laughs) So, he makes plans, and we go, and we we do it. (laughs) What an amazing connection to have. That's pretty great. I love it. He's. It's really funny, because, like, He's he's Mexican, um, like from Mexico, um, and you know I'm like I'm Latina, Afro Latina, and so sometimes we'll be at these places and they'll it'll be like a tasting menu and they'll kind of be like assholes uh-huh. and like me and Juan will just flex on them, be like, <laughs> yeah. is that a hint of cardamom? <laughs> She's like, yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, you didn't really say that when you were explaining the dish. Hmm. Calling them out. Yeah. Oh, my God. um, What does your friend do for for Momofoka? Does he cook? He is a server. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still, any any connection to that? He's, like, really – because David Chang is just, like, very – you know, he's, like, a control freak, 100%. Mm -hmm. And – he makes sure like everyone that works there like very much understand like what's going on in the kitchen and what they're doing mm-hmm. and and just what um you know what he's creating and what he's about mm-hmm. what the focus of the food is so like I think he's like been to like farms to see like where the produce comes mm-hmm. from he's taken like sommelier classes and things like that like he, like, worked on a vineyard for a hot second. That's so dope. Like, it's very dope. Like, yeah. he's, like, been exposed to, like, mm-hmm. a lot and has, like, a real understanding of, like, how food at that level, like, comes to be prepared. Yeah. And, like, what the process is behind the making of it. Oh, so. man, I would love to pick his brain. I know. <laughs> well, when he comes to L.A., Juan, if you're listening to this, I'm going I'm to tag you when I... And I post about it on Instagram. <laughs> it's your hot shout out. <laughs> Come to LA and be please. on Sydney's podcast. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> um, so I guess now, like when you started going to, when you started doing the, the brunches in um, in college, was like, was boozy brunch always a requirement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did a PowerPoint presentation for a show recently. Hell yes. <laughs> and it was on brunch. And... <laughs> It is my belief that brunch, uh, if you are at a place, a uh, restaurant, and you're having brunch, mm-hmm. and I say this in air quotes, and there are no, there's no alcohol on the menu, and they don't mm-hmm. serve alcohol, you're not at brunch. Okay. It's just not how it That's works. just breakfast for It's you. just breakfast. You're at a cafe, okay? You're not. <laughs> Squirrel doesn't serve alcohol. Squirrel is mm-hmm. not brunch, and I really need everyone to understand that, <laughs> because I get you're obsessed with avocado toast, but that doesn't make brunch, okay. you know, just because you put an egg on top of it doesn't make it brunch 
Actually, so the person that, like, so brunch was kind of, like, invented or the concept of it was first written about in the 1800s by this, like, English writer Mm -hmm. who basically was, like, there should be a meal that happens on, like, Saturdays to deal with, like, the hangover. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like a hangover meal. That's why... You got to have a mimosa or a Bloody Mary or a shandy or something. The hair of the dog. Yeah. To okay. soak it all up. So if it's, there's no booze, it's just a late breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. I think and it has to happen on the weekends. You can't brunch on a Tuesday. Yeah, and no, please, please. don't even do brunch on the weekdays because they're like, what are you doing? Some places will. They'll advertise as, like, brunch all week, and it's like, stop lying to everyone. <laughs> this is false advertising and false marketing. So it's it's day, booze selection, and setting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider, like, if you're, if a diner has booze, like your, like, run-of-the-mill diner has booze, would you consider that brunch? Yeah, if you're having, like, an egg, like, if you're having, like, an egg-based meal or something, like, where mm-hmm. eggs are offered. Because usually, like, like, there's, like, typical brunch fare of, like, um, eggs benedict, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, a poached egg over like ham or Canadian bacon, you know, on your English muffin, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's, you know, if you can have a frittata, a scramble, like all of that is, yeah. it's, that works. Some savory element. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah I, so then you have like a savory French toast mm-hmm. or like a savory pancake or something like that. Oh, I haven't had savory French toast. Now I'm like, ooh, what can I Oh my God. <laughs> I, one thing I really love to make, because like I've gone from brunching outside of the home to brunching in the home, but I think a lot of that is just like me being lazy. Uh-huh. But also too, it's cheaper. It is. It's cheaper. You can control the quality of the food a little bit better. Because like the thing about LA is like you'll get places where... The setting is really great, but the food isn't that great. Yeah. So you're paying for atmosphere, which is, like, fine, but... Yeah, mm. it's just, like, why would you pay that much to just be in a nice place? Yeah, it's, like, I I like the place I live in. Like, I really like my home, so I'm, I can invite my friends, mm-hmm. and we can kind of hang out till whenever, and we can make really good food and yeah you don't have to worry about driving anywhere for a while exactly yeah no please don't get a tui (laughs) after brunch even though they won't be looking for you so that's like if you are gonna drive drunk don't do it though it's not worth it it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, even if you survive just don't do it it's so expensive it's very expensive don't kill anyone (laughs) don't wreck public property don't do it it's not (laughs) worth it um uh yeah no so I um I brunch oh so um so I've been making a savory bread pudding that I really am happy about Mm -hmm. so I'll use like challah bread and I'll like caramelize like onions Mm -hmm. and mushrooms with um thyme Mm -hmm. right and then um put some Gruyere cheese in that. And uh, a little bit of gorgonzola, just like mm-hmm. a little bit, not too much. And then, yeah, you just make it like you would like bread pudding, mm-hmm. like the challah. And it's really, it's like my favorite thing in the world. I love that so much. Because I've done like savory oatmeal. Well, Chris has. He's the cook. Um, like savory oatmeals and like that's delicious. But yeah, that makes complete sense. Savory French toast, why not? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, now I know that the next thing I'm going to ask him to venture into. Uh, make him, yeah, yeah, I can give him a recipe yes. for New York Times. Yes, yes, yes. That I, like, basically, like, <laughs> adapted, yeah. <laughs> um, going, going back to booze, will you, are you just a fan of all the, the brunch boozes? Yeah. Mimosa. So, mimosa, Bellini is also mm-hmm. really nice. That's champagne and, like, peach puree. Um, I love a Bloody Mary. I love a really good mm-hmm. Bloody Mary. Where's your favorite Bloody Mary? Um... Who used to make? Oh, you know what? Um, Perch in downtown LA has mm-hmm. an amazing Bloody Mary. I'll have to try it's it. really, really good. Also, this place in Long Beach, mm-hmm. the Attic, I think it's called. It's like a house. It is a house, but they like turned it into a restaurant. It's super cute. It's like by like I think Fourth Street or something. But they have a Bloody Mary that comes with like a slider and like bacon strip uh-huh. <laughs> and it's amazing they have um flaming hot cheeto mac and cheese oh my god that place is like really really good oh i gotta go there. i mean it was worth it for me to drive all the way from la to long beach like oh, i have no you. business yeah. in long beach <laughs> <laughs> we went to specifically <laughs> to check out this brunch spot hell yeah that's like shit i would do for sure <laughs> she's like yeah i'll drive an hour i don't care it's gonna but, be worth it um yeah, those are my fave Bloody Marys. I Bloody Marys are tricky. I don't necessarily love to order them unless someone, like, vouches for them. Right, yeah, I'm exactly the same way because so many Bloody Marys are just not good. Yeah, they're really gross. Like, they'll either use the mix or they'll make it themselves, but it'll be, like, too thick. Yeah, where it's like, like tomato soup almost. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like eat a vegetable with yeah. this. <laughs> drink a beverage and like sneak in vodka like <laughs> looking like a terrible alcoholic but like um or it'll be really watery mm-hmm. and kind of flavorless yeah it's like boring yeah i don't bloody marys are tricky in la i don't super trust a lot of places to do that because you really have to make it by hand and you have to like make them individually and if during brunch hours, like, it's a lot of tickets. It's a lot of people coming mm-hmm. in and out. Like, I don't think places really have the manpower to, to do that, to take the detail and time. Because there are, like, so many ingredients into, yeah. into a Bloody Mary. And a lot of places will skimp on certain ingredients. Like, some places won't use, like, Worcestershire. Some places won't use horseradish. I'm like, what are it's you like, doing? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what is the point of even offering a Bloody Mary if you're not going to use those two things at the very least, yeah. right? And celery, salt, and things. Like, it's just like, what are you, what... Why just take it off the menu? Right, don't just don't do it. Don't offer it to people. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also really bad at making Bloody Mary, so I hate when there's like a make your own Bloody Mary bar. I was like, I don't want to do work. Oh yeah, make your own Bloody Mary bars. Like Lasita has one in downtown mm-hmm. LA, and I've been to it, and it's like a fine concept, but it's like, yeah, I don't want to do work. It's the same thing with salad bar. Like I'm not a fan. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Every, like I'm like Lucille Bluth. Like <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> I refuse to respond to it. Just like, why am I paying you for the courtesy of doing something I could literally do at home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any, like, brunch horror stories? Oh, man. I don't know if it's a horror story. I think, honestly, well, it is. it feels like I'm in a horror story. Every time I go someplace for brunch and they don't have poached eggs, that's uh, really rude. What? Yeah. What do they offer then? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't, like, they're usually, like, fried 
or something like that. I okay, so now because I do comedy, I know a lot of people that work brunch, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "You are a literal nightmare, Danielle." Um, <laughs> I would spit on your food so so quickly, but um, no, I guess the thing is when places don't offer like poached eggs because that's like the whole idea I don't know for me it's like brunch like I want a mimosa I want a poached egg like I want nice jams and um yeah and like a nice ambiance right but the thing is I guess some kitchens are very small Mm -hmm. and they're too small to like devote like a whole burner or pot for poaching eggs okay so, what places will do, though, is you can, like, poach them and store them. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, some kitchens are just too small for that, or it's, like, kind of too labor-intensive. Oh, okay. Which is kind of, like, lame, but fine, yeah. I guess. Just don't brunch at those places. Right? <laughs> I just don't want to be seen there. I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to contribute to, to any place that makes that okay. Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, because, like, my go-to for, like, that's usually my litmus test is, like, how is there a Benedict? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, if I like that, then I'll probably like other things on the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So poached eggs are definitely super important for me, too. Mm-hmm. Unless they have, like, a thing where people are, like, raving about it. I'm like, okay, then I'll, I'll give yeah. it a try. But if they don't have a strong Benedict, I'm like. Yeah, and like a really good hollandaise sauce. Yeah, that's so important. Because so that's. Many places fuck that up. So many places fuck that up. And it's like you can tell right away they use the powder, which mm-hmm. is like so gross. Because hollandaise, there's a, you know, you have to double boil it, right? It's and so like hard you to have make. to keep whipping it. Like it's real labor intensive. You don't want it to like break and like get too hot. So. You have to have a good hollandaise. I had an amazing brunch in New Orleans Ooh. when I was out there for my friend's wedding. And it was it was just, like, the most, like, incredible poached egg with, like, a truffle hollandaise sauce mm-hmm. um, over, like, some, like, lobster and um, this crab cake. It was so fancy. It was so rich and decadent. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if I can finish all of this, but this is so delicious. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let any of it go to waste. But it was incredible. That sounds amazing. There's this place called Brennan's. It's, like, this kind of old-school New Orleans staple. Mm -hmm. They, like, they have, like, five, no, like, eight or nine, like, dining rooms. Oh, wow. It's, like, huge. It's huge, but it's, like, old-school, like, fine dining where it's, Mm -hmm. like, they teach, like, etiquette classes and things like that for, like, little (laughs) kids and stuff. And they'll have, like, um, a champagne sabering, like, at 5 p.m. every day or something like that. People are brunching at 5 or 5 p.m.? No, well, I mean, they don't serve brunch all day, but, like, they'll they'll do, like, you know, when you saber, like, a champagne Mm -hmm. bottle with a sword and stuff, they'll do that. And they'll have, like, a champagne happy hour and stuff. It's really cute. The dining room that I was in was, like, right by the courtyard, and it was... Was like the light green and the light pink, so it felt like it was in the Beverly Hilton. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really cute. Or the Beverly Hills Hotel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, but, adorable. I want to go to New Orleans so bad. Was it, that your first time there? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it was incredible. Hey. It's such an incredible city. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. You can feel like, you know, that there's so much history mm-hmm. there. Obviously there is, but like you, you get there and you're like, wow, this is pretty incredible. Yeah. There's little signs everywhere about what everything used to be and what happened and it's just um 
architecturally so interesting because the French Quarter literally looks like you are in the French Quarter in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At first, I was really freaked out. I was like, this kind of blows them in Disneyland. But then I think the more you drive around it and walk around it, you're like, oh, this is very, very cool and interesting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of, like, the historic homes are still there or just older homes from the early 1900s are still there and Mm -hmm. late 1800s are there. But then... um, you'll see, like, all the palm trees. Yeah. And it's really... What it's a trip. A, it's a total trip. And then, you know, the old streetcars and stuff. It's really cool. I want to go. I wanted to go for years. I, I actually kind of love, though, that Disneyland got it scene. right. Yeah, I heard yeah. the comedy scene is It's great. super fun. Yeah. Everyone there is really funny and really nice, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. Are they, really, like, really tight-knit there? Um, it seems like everyone's, like, pretty friendly and knows mm-hmm. each other. There's no club there, so I think that that, like, makes everyone a lot... Uh, there's more camaraderie Mm -hmm. because of that because there's no like the idea of like next leveling it's like now we're all just kind of doing comedy and like figuring it out and want to be really good because we want to be good at comedy yeah (laughs) now i really want to go so bad even more Um, oh, you know, a thing that bugs me at some brunches is when they have a bottomless mimosa, but they're, like, really heavy on the orange juice. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. That's my issue with bottomless mimosas. Like, it's, like, this, like, false, like, um, ideal. Yeah. Where you're, like, ooh, it's going to be such a bargain. And it's, like, what you want is bottomless champagne. Mm -hmm. And then you just get a little thing of orange juice. Because then you can control the ratio. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I hate when they give you those carrots. And you can always tell it's really cheap, bubbly, or sparkling wine. Like, it's not real champagne they're using. Like, champagne cannot be champagne unless it comes from a chateau right. in Champagne, France. Otherwise, Otherwise sparkling, sparkling wine. Sparkling wine. <laughs> and that's okay. There's a very good sparkling wine. But, like, let's just address that um <laughs> there's this bottle or there's yeah there's this type of sparkling wine called um crystal and literally on the label it says um not related to crystal champagne oh. like you have to have that warding and i'm like i wonder like what lawsuit like brought that on that like, they on their bottles of sparkling wine they have to have just like a warning to anyone who might confuse them right yeah they must yeah they must have gotten with crystal sued to hell by by uh, crystal champagne yeah it's so funny my uh, my friend um uh, bought me a bottle for my birthday and i was like this is my favorite thing in the world <laughs> um but, yeah, you want to control the ratio. But, yeah, those carafts that they do, they're mm. always really sticky sweet. And they use, like, cheapy champagne or cheapy orange juice, and it's really crappy. But, like, I feel like ideally for, like, a really good mimosa, you want, like, okay champagne mm-hmm. or sparkling wine. You don't need, like, the best. Because right. if you want, like, really good, like, expensive, like, twenty over $20 bottle, like, sparkling wine like just drink that right don't mix anything in exactly it. that's like that's that drives me nuts that really upsets me mm-hmm. <laughs> people do that why are you gonna ruin that why are you gonna champagne? ruin that yeah if you're spending 20 dollars or more on a bottle of sparkling wine like don't don't put your put anything sunny in d in there <laughs> please don't yeah don't put your fucking sunny d don't put your pink um your pink lemonade or whatever you want you know your pomegranate raspberry mixers or whatever <laughs> Um, but yeah, you want like 
okay, like decent level sparkling wine and like really good orange juice. Because mm-hmm. if you have like really good, like fresh squeezed, organic, or it like that tastes really, really good. Yeah. With a little bit of pulp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, with a little I love bit of pulp. pulp. Yes, me too. Yeah. Oh my God. Cindy, why haven't we brunched together? I don't know. We need to now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. I want to try your savory French toast. <laughs> Um, what else was I going to say about brunch? Oh, I usually don't... Are you like this? Like, I, I usually don't get, like, a sweet breakfast. Mm-mm, yeah. Yeah, always savory. I really like savory. I appreciate it when someone, like, orders a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's enough people. You're like, oh, to share. Get, yeah, to share, like, for yeah. the table, you know? But I like savory. Mm-hmm. I'm more of... I just... Even though I, I'm not, like, um a huge dessert person mm-hmm. but even with my desserts I like savory dessert like I like rose ice cream like Mashti mm-hmm. Malone's ooh I've not been there it's so good it's like Persian ice cream they're one they sell them like at Whole Foods and stuff like that mm-hmm. like pints but you can go to the original location next to like um, the next stage I was there yeah I went there one time mom I was like, party. Oh, yeah yeah Mashti Malone it's open every day until midnight which is awesome even in the winter Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and they have, like, they have, like, a saffron rose water pistachio ice cream that's so good. Mm-hmm. They have lavender ice cream. It's so good. Yeah. I love stuff like that. I'll have yeah. to give you some ice cream recommendations because I'm into, like, the weird flavors like that, too. Do you go to Salt and Straw? I Yeah, I've been there, yeah. Yes, I'm yay. so sad that we don't have the, because um, I know it's, like, a Portland-specific flavor, the blue cheese pear. Oh, what? So oh, my God. Good. They don't have it here, but they have it in Portland, and I tried what? it there. I fell in love. That sounds amazing. Yeah. They have the salted ganache one here, though, which is also really good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Cindy, we have to go to all these places. I know. Now. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, cool. Any finishing thoughts on, oh. on brunch? Oh, brunch. Well, um, you're like, let's move on because we got to get to the other one. Um, let's see. Uh, well, brunch horror stories. Okay, so yes. two real quick. Number The first one, um, I don't know. Maybe, like, if your friend is going through a breakup, don't, like, go to brunch with them and then, like, kind of, like, tip the waiter so that you each kind of end up with your own carafe and then, like, challenge each other to just, like, drink it fast. <laughs> drink it fast. Maybe don't do that. That's not a great look. Um, <laughs> there's a place in San Francisco called... It used to be called Lime. And when... Um, the last time I was up there, I went to... I was in a cab and I was, you know, asking my driver to take me there. And he was like, Lime? He's like, I don't know. And I gave him, like, the intersection. He's like, oh, you mean that club that gets started real early in the morning? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, just club gay club mixes blasting at mm-hmm. 11 a.m. They gave you mimosas while you were waiting, which was an insane idea because by the time and of course there's like a huge line yeah so of course by the time you sit down you're already drunk yeah so there's just no going back and it's just the bottomless mimosas they got the savory jams happening while you're listening to the dope jams it really (laughs) is like oh this is the best club in the world but I went with my friend Juan who like Mm -hmm. now lives in New York and so he um he's a dancer and he had a performance. It was a Sunday matinee performance, 5 o'clock. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see you. So I went to brunch. 
And, you know, I'm leaving at, like, 2. He left at 1. He's like, I got to get ready. But I stayed with other friends and, you know, got hammered. And it was, like, 2 p.m. I was like, well, what do we do? It's like, let's just keep drinking. It's a lovely day. It's San Francisco. We're in the Castro. And we keep drinking. And I show up to his dance performance. I sit in the front row. <laughs> it begins. And I literally just knock out. And, <laughs> knock the front the just like- <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, you know, San Francisco or like the United States, like first, like trans inclusive, like modern dance troupe. Like they're just doing important works about <laughs> transitioning. And like, and I think like AIDS and stuff like that. I'm just, like, you just they're like out. really intersectional <laughs> and like they have like minorities, like people of color. And I'm just, and men of color. And I'm just like, knock the fuck out in the front row. And I wake up like right before like the applause happens uh-huh. at the end. And I was like, I felt like shit. I wrote in the like, in the book, you know, they, a lot of performances have books where you can like give your feedback and stuff. I was like, Juan, I love you so much. I'm so sorry I fell asleep. You're amazing. Please forgive me. Uh-huh. And I love you. Bye. <laughs> and I left. And then they went on tour and they took the book with them. And I guess they were like looking through it. And I like get a text like a few years later. And it's like a picture of what I wrote in the book. And they're like, oh, everyone figured out who you were, Danielle. <laughs> She was just like hungover, right? She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. So brunch is pretty great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right from brunch straight into pimple popping. Okay. Um, I do. I do that too. I love. I love watching that. Like. Yeah, the videos, just the, the close-ups, right? Yeah, the close-ups of, I like the blackhead ones. Those are my the, favorite. Those are the mm-hmm. most. Which um, which um, YouTube channels are you a fan of? Um, I can't remember the names, but, like, I, I know them when I see them. Like, there's this one, I think she's a dermatologist in Riverside or something. Riverside? Yeah, something like that. But she's amazing, and she she um she does like laser, but also like with like the lance and the uh, the whatever the the other tool is the the hoop. Okay, the comedone extractor. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, she's so good. I wish I remembered her name. I'll have to look it up. But I'm like a big fan of like Doctor Pimple Popper. Mm-hmm. She's like really popular. She. She's like on the doctors a lot. I okay. don't know if that show's still on the air. Is she she's an Asian lady? She's the Asian lady. Yes, yes, I've seen yeah. hers. She's so good. She's really good. I watched Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, she's like a real big fan of like the comedone extractor. Because mm-hmm. she's a dermatologist. So that means she went to medical school and she can use like the numbing um injections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um I really, yeah, I like all the blackhead ones. Like, there's, like, a series that she has. She calls the man Pops. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, this old man, and his, like, nose is just, like, I mean... I think I've seen that one. galore. It's wild. I'm just, like, oh, my God. Just, like, years of a pimple. Years. I know, just, like, blackheads that have been, like, fermenting there for, like, 30 (laughs) fucking years. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that one. I was, like, horrified, but also I could not stop watching. It's, like, I think, like, three or four series videos, and each one's, like, good (laughs) ten minutes, and you're just, like, entranced in it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, she has, like, a Pops one, then, like, Mr. Gold is also really good I've seen the Mr. Gold one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And then a new woman who does pimple popping that I'm really about is this woman and Lisa Brown. Mm-hmm. She's from Texas, um, clean Texas or whatever. <laughs> but she's like this like cheery little Latina woman, and she's not a dermatologist. She got something 
it's like a different kind of degree, but she didn't go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's more like an esthetician, but she'll do like the glycolic wash on people to like, you know, loosen up things, yeah. get the pores open. And she uses the Q-tip method. Oh, okay. Where I, she I like kind of like uses one to like taunt the skin and then the other to like, she just like does it really quickly where she like kind of twists it in a certain way that like just makes it pop up from down below. Uh-huh. But it's like really fucking good. Like watching she's a like master new, at work. <laughs> but like her videos are legit. I have to watch that. <laughs> They're really good. She has like a series. It's like um, ethnic skin, like uh, comedone extracting for ethnic skin. And then she has this one where it's this black woman, and I mean, it's just like so. It's just like oh my god, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. They're just exploding. <laughs> fucking pimple like and like like it's not like the blackheads that are black it's like the white ones that aren't white heads though mm-hmm. but you know what i mean it's like they come out like ribbon yeah yeah like you're squeezing like a thing of toothpaste oh man it's so it's disgusting so gross, gross, but i fucking, but I love, fucking it. love it <laughs> it's oh, so satisfying to watch it is i know it's like oh was i late to like literally any obligation <laughs> i had to be at yes and you know why because i was fucking watching pimple copying videos like it, like, totally calms me down. Yeah. I was going to say, it must be meditative or, like, relaxing. It is. Like, um, I know that there's, like, the people that listen to, like, the, um, like, not Asperger's, but, like, you know that there's uh, those videos. The ASMR? Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, but I feel like this is, like, my ASMR because mm-hmm. it, like, there's something, like, even now talking about it and thinking about it, it's, like, I can see these videos and it's, like... It's a wave of <laughs> a wave of relaxation, but also kind of a tingly kind of like this is so good. Yeah, like I don't. There's like, it's not like, sexual, but it's like there is like a release with that. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing with like the ASMR is like people get it's yeah it's not a sexual feeling, but it's like that that it triggers that same part of your brain. Yeah, yeah, it's I like it a lot. Those oh man, those are. Man. The ones I cannot watch, though, are the cyst extractions. It's too gross for me. I don't know. Sometimes I get on, like, really black holes. Like, the, I will never go to those first, mm-hmm. but sometimes, like, I'm, like, going through them, and I'm, like, watching all the regular ones I watch. I'll watch them over and over again. I'm an insane person. Mm-hmm. But then I'll, like, start going into the cyst ones. Like, those are, yeah, like, the, because they're, like, all juicy, yeah. and it's just too, it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But I'll sometimes I'll kind of like go from like the blackheads to those cis ones and then somehow I end up like on bot flies. And oh it's god. Like, I've gone too far. Oh yeah. I'll oh. go I'll, like the bot flies <laughs> are really out of control. Cause it's literally a bug that has like burrowed in your skin. Oh my god. And what they do is, like, in order to get them out, because, like, once it's in, you basically have to, like, cover the open wound with, like, Vaseline or tape to, Uh like, suffocate it so that it, like, tries to escape. Because it, like, it's a fly, but, you know, like, flies go through, like, a larva stage. Mm -hmm. Like, they start off as an egg, and then they're, like, a larva. So once you, like, wipe off the Vaseline or take off the tape and you've waited enough time, Mm -hmm. the larva will, like, burrow out oh my god and you like can squeeze it out but it's like a really like people get them a lot in like um central america mm-hmm. and like tropical climates and stuff i was gonna but say it probably doesn't happen too much in the u.s no but it's yeah like i've seen there's like you can search there's like a lot of like bot fly videos in belize oh my god 
And then, like, but it's just like, Danielle, close your browser. <laughs> like, at this point, you really need to reevaluate, like, what you're doing on the internet. Like, why you're here. That's so terrifying. Oh, my God. If I ever got a bot fly, I'd probably just kill myself. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> we won't get bot flies here. But it yeah. is pretty gross. I try not to think about that because I am, like... I am very scared of spiders, like mm-hmm. terrified of spiders. But I, I try to stop myself before I start having that feeling of like, what if a spider like crawled in inside me and now it laid eggs and then I'm gonna like wake up to like a bunch of eggs and spiders crawling over my body. Like, yeah, I know that I can go there and I try not to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I really like those pimple popping videos, man. Yeah. It's pretty. It's like, I um. I feel like one of, like, the main reasons I want a boyfriend is, like, to pop his pimples. Yeah. Like. It's a, yeah, it's, like, the the one privilege you get. You can't just do that to your friends. No, you cannot do that to your friends. And if you, I mean, ask, like, you're kind of an unwell person, I think. I would never ask. I wanted to. I've had conversations with people where I'm looking at their nose and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, honey, have you looked <laughs> in the mirror? distracting. Oh and God. I feel like such an asshole. And I'm like, your nose, the blackheads, the number of them. I'm like, just give me, like, just, like, a few minutes. Just, like, a little bit. Because they're, like, so ready to go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I'm, I'm all about, I'm always looking at my face just like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's going on? I know, yeah. I'll stare at God. I, for... <laughs> I don't even think I'm that vain, but I'll just stare at my face in the mirror. I used because yeah, I used to have really bad acne Me when too. I was little, mm-hmm. and I I don't know though in hindsight if my acne was that bad or if like my parents just kind of were like that over the top about it. like I don't yeah. know if it was like a combination of like I'm a teenager so I feel like mm-hmm. every comment about me is like a million times worse mm-hmm. than it is you know and then and you're just insecure and hormonal. Probably, yeah, probably a little I don't know. I feel like a combination of all. Yeah. But, yeah, my acne was pretty bad. And my acne's still, like, not great. Like, I don't have good skin. And, like, I hate that. That's one thing I'm, like, constantly chasing is, like, good skin. But I'm, like, terribly lazy about washing it. I am, bed. too. Ah, yes. I'll be comfortable and then I'm, like, I should wash my face. I know. I I'll, like, sit with my makeup and I'll kind of, like, sit like a mummy. I'll be like, yeah, I'll take off your makeup. Just take it off. Now I've gotten better where it's like I'll just use the makeup remover face wipes mm-hmm. and do that because at least even though those things are trash for your face, but at least it's something. It's something. I don't like the film that those leave on your face. That always bothers me. Yeah, the film isn't good. What I've now started to do, I'm like, wow, all of this in an attempt to literally not like stand over my sink and use any core strength mm-hmm. because oh I don't have feet so getting over my sink to wash my face is kind of a hassle yeah truly <laughs> I have to like crawl onto my wheelchair to like lean over it and try not to get everything wet around <laughs> me and my arms wet up to my elbows but um I'll do the makeup remover wipes and then I'll use baby wipes mm-hmm. over that a little bit cleaner so that it feels like there's no film on yeah. it. Yeah. And then now I have this, Vanessa Gritton talk, told me about mm-hmm. this, but there's this passion fruit oil. Ooh. And apparently it's supposed to be like very good for your skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm on a wait list for this glycolic acid mask from Korea. <laughs> wow, I'm a monster. <laughs> and I'm really excited for it. So we'll, we'll see. Korea has the best. They have the best skincare. Yeah. Korea and Japan, they have great skincare mm-hmm. products. They're legit, mm-hmm. yeah. I, 
I use like the oil face, like the rice oil mm-hmm. face wash in the morning, and then I have like the like foam cream one mm-hmm. after that, and then I have the I use the um, they call it toner, but it's kind of like a pre, it's like a pre tonic mm-hmm. sort of, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then before you put on your moisturizer, like, it helps your moisturizer absorb more. So, that I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to do all that. You're making me want to get it back into a routine. Because I used to be, like, all about that every night, completely strict, like... Do it. Yeah, I need to. It's all, though, I don't know. I mean, I get it, and I know that it all works. But, like, so much of it, I think, is, like, bullshit. Because, like, when I lived in the Bay Area, and I when I did study abroad in Italy, I was out there for three months. Those are both essentially they're very close to water. Mm-hmm. They're um, like bay regions. There's a, lots of humidity or mm-hmm. a water in the air and moisture in the air. My skin was great. Yeah. So it's like I know that it's for me at least like a, a huge part of my environment. The mm-hmm. fact that we're like in a desert. Yeah. My skin is like very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And like when I was in Italy, like I wore makeup like every day out there, and because I was like, oh, pictures are happening. You know, yeah. capturing. <laughs> The memories. And I was just so, man, I just want good skin. I know. Well, <laughs> we'll get it someday. We'll get it someday. Technology's getting better and cheaper. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mindy Kaling, I saw a video once of her doing this, like, light thing where she, like, holds it up to her face. Ooh. And it's, like, an ultraviolet mm-hmm. kind of, like, red light. I don't know. Real talk, I do want to go to Dr. Pimple Popper do it but I just don't know I feel like I it I I've tried I mean I still will like pop my blackheads but I feel like my blackheads have gotten less it's just mm-hmm. do you use a tool or do you just nails uh my nails because I'm a gross person I do it too I know it's, but I want yeah. the tool I want I'm scared what will happen if I get the tool you'll if just I get, be on I will be too much because yeah. even like what I I think I do now more than like try to pop my pimples is like tweezing mm-hmm. like my eyebrows and stuff with I mean I don't have chola eyebrows and I've never had chola eyebrows because I've like resisted that urge but like when you like pluck like a good hair and you can see like the root yeah. and you can see that like <laughs> white kind of like sheath around mm-hmm. it I'm just like yes I got it it's pretty crazy there's, yeah, there's like a satisfaction. I 100% don't <laughs> like have come from like primates because I'm just like, I just like picking shit off my body. Yeah, well, there's there's something just complete. And <laughs> I have like, uh, this is so disgusting. I have like, like pimple memories. Like, I remember I had this like insane, gnarly blackhead on my leg. And I was like, what is it? I couldn't even, I was like, what is this? I was like picking at it. I was like, oh no, this is like heavy duty. So I just like started like squeezing and all this stuff came out. I was like, has this been here for years? Like, have I not noticed this? It was like disgusting and wonderful. (laughs) And I felt like I would like got like a weight off my leg. I was just like, this is so. You feel lighter. Yeah. You do. It's like weird. Like, oh, I just lost 10 pounds. And it's like, I don't know if you did, but yeah, feels like it. For sure. (laughs) And, like, ever since then, I've just been, like, chasing that high. Just, like, do I have any more? What's going on here? I had a blackhead on, like, my shoulder once. And I was, like, I know it's, like, a legit blackhead. And I kept trying because, like, I don't have a comedone extractor. So I kept trying to use my nails to, like, squeeze around it. But it was on my shoulder, so it was hard. And then I got it. 
and I saw that it came all the way out. You know what I like mean? I got the roof uh-huh. and everything. I was like, damn, I did it. Fuck yeah. I was like real happy about mm-hmm. that. But I've been kind of chasing that with like a good blackhead for a yeah. while. I don't want my body to do that, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but if you present the opportunity for me to like get it out, I'll be there. I'm yeah. <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad we're like <laughs> sisters in our our brunching and our gross habits. Oh my gosh! Do you watch the like blackhead remover masks, like the charcoal face masks? Yeah, the, it looks amazing, but I heard they actually don't work that well. They don't, because I mm-hmm. tried it. Oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, it hurts like hell. Mm-hmm. And it it most, pulls out hair mostly. It pulls out your hair mostly, yeah. which is not great. You need hair for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that microderm plating is like good for you at all. I don't think it is either. Because you're taking off a layer of your skin, aren't you? Yeah, and it's like you can do that with like glycolic washes and acid washes and stuff, and that's fine. But like mm-hmm. your hair is like it's protective and it's there for a reason. Because when I did that. I was like, okay, my face is really smooth. I guess it took out all this hair, but then I like broke out. A yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. Because your your hair is basically like keeping dirt out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's a protective mechanism. Like mm-hmm. your eyelashes. Like if you don't have, if you like somehow like cut off your eyelashes or pluck them all out, you wouldn't be able to open your eyes and see. Yeah, because it's like protecting them. Mm-hmm. So. But it is good to watch people do it, though. Mm-hmm. And then they show. Yeah, that's all amazing. Of the, all of the fucking blackheads they got out. Damn. I wanted to get it, and then I was reading the reviews. I was like, mm, never mind. Yeah, no. Don't yeah. don't bother with that. Mm-hmm. Now I have a bunch of charcoal caps. And I was like, should I just put these in my water, I guess? <laughs> it's good for you on what the inside. Yeah. Is it good for I mean. I've heard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they use, like, charcoal for, oh, no, never mind. They, well, the activated charcoal. I mean, yeah. I know that they saw activated charcoal water. I'm sure it's not terrible for me. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, it's just, like, how deep do I want to get into all these, like, toxins and tonics and elixirs and yeah. probiotics? Yeah, especially when, like, two years from now they're like, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well, I just spent, like, <laughs> my whole life doing this. Uh-huh. This is be my, like, ghetto version of, like, moon juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be mixing char- activated charcoal caps with, like, mango juice. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Buy from a, from a local Latina. Do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you for having me, Cindy. Of course.